1: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 7, Episode 8, titled Santa's School for Girls. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one naughty co-host from Afterthought Media. Please say... Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time at the rodeo.
0: Let's go.
2: after Jay ellis hello Jay ellis hi 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 hello do i have hello. to do a nathan brown impersonation yeah oh. somehow i'm going through all the countries in europe and not landing in australia at all
1: did you hear last week's episode where nathan brown was on with afterthought media personality adam salandra
2: and it seemed to get a little hot and heavy in here i don't know if you saw that I, I, well, I didn't see it. I heard it for sure. No. I, I barely could make out anything in the, uh, episode because everything was t- tingled with, <laughs> Oh, Adam. <laughs> I know. Like, stop it. Stop it. You're so bad. Adam, oh my God. You're so bad. Oh, I know. And Nathan Brown would be so bummed because you're wearing yet one, another one of your patented tank tops. Signature look. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm out in Palm Springs now. So it is, it's like living on the surface of the sun. So it yeah, is yeah. too hot to be in real clothes.
1: And I got to say, it's one, I will reiterate you and i have a, a friend relationship so i don't i'm not looking for any i'm not looking for that stuff. so i don't know if you've stretched and shown your armpits but um if you had nathan would be very excited right now people don't know that yeah, if you i was going to, to
2: be recording with nathan again i was just going to do a full yoga set while i was recording that's a good to... question
1: because you weren't aware you were doing that before and that that was arousing him was this something now you would refrain from doing if you were on the air with him again
2: Oh, no, I think I'd, I'd lean in and just see how uncomfortable I can make it.
1: Oh, yeah. I think I think you start giggling and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, you would if you listened to uh, Just Between Us Girls over at Afterthought Media. You can do that if you join over at the executive tier and above at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia, where a lot of exciting things are happening over there. Also, uh, that's not the only way you can listen. You could also uh scroll up and hit the subscribe button on the show page here on apple podcasts hit subscribe and you will get just between us girls the same time the same time that the patreon people get it just between us girls we'll get it right there uh okay let me fade out of this jay ellis let's get right into it this week the queens act in the short film santa school for girls And on the runway category is Nitty Nitty Bang Bang. Raja and the Vivian are named the top two all-stars of the week and both receive a legendary legend star before duking it out in a lip sync battle for their legacies. After all was said and done, Raja was named the winner of the lip sync and chose to block Jada Essence Hall. Jay Ellis named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
2: Can I do three things I liked and one I didn't? Sure. Okay. I'm going to break the rules, damn it. Uh, no, okay, but actually, top-
1: that would be leaning into the rule. What do you mean? Because the reason I came up with that rule is in the early days of the show, I felt we were often like, just, this show sucks. And I think people still think we think that way. So I wanted to always open up with two positive things and only one negative thing. So
2: if you're doing three positive, <laughs> you're leaning well, into Well, listen, that on the- that note, to say positive things about this episode is... <laughs> yeah <laughs> it it was a weird it was a it was a fun episode um okay from so my first note was janixa bravo is a gem of a director who we got on the show i'm so mm-hmm. happy to have her presence on drag race she was a delight mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. um the second thing i liked was that i really love the queen's repertoire with partay with rue they are not afraid of her you could tell raja and her just have a history that goes back and forth when they're on the runway i love Monet talking about her uh braids and saying that she took off the bald cap and was showing her real hair i just like when the queens almost have a friendship with rupaul mm-hmm. and it's not a a flagship part of the show when they're trying to impress the queen that is rupaul and they're just kind of more like kicking with her in the yeah. workroom and I, I it just brings a fun energy to the show hmm I said I wanted to say three things. I couldn't tell you what the third thing was now. I, I thought I had it memorized. <laughs> you no, know, it just came to me and I, I'm sure it'll come back. I'm going to put a little three on my page and put a little question mark. Yeah. Um, I, I'll get there. Okay. But then the one thing I didn't like was uh, drag is not a contact sport during this lip sync. I don't like it that Vivian pulled in Raja and licked her armpit without Raja knowing. I feel like it's upsetting to the other performer and Mm -hmm. Raja did a great job at kind of rolling with it. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think that the lip sync when you're, when you're running into desperate moves like that, it kind of turns me on the, it's, it spoils my opinion of the performer. I do love the Vivian, but uh, I just didn't love that aspect of the lip sync.
1: It seems like they've been leaning in on that because Trinity put her ass, her nose up uh, with a Jada's
2: ass last week yeah yeah no trinity, yeah trinity slid into that butthole that might
1: have been she slid too far into like all this lean in here but like um yeah
2: yeah but also i mean you know you're going to the space of the other performer i mean and as much as i love alaska Alaska's guilty of this too licking Katya's face and just like involving another participant into your lip sync for the sheer sake of entertainment without them knowing it's just kind of rough sometimes the girls will make eye contact and ro- like look at Raja and carmen Mm-hmm. rolling around with each other and stuff like there's a difference for sure mm-hmm. but when it's it's like i mean it took raja i think by surprise so i don't know i just didn't really love that
1: all right
2: do you well, have uh two things that you liked yeah uh,
1: janice bravo what uh a gem you know that uh it, it, i don't want to get no i'm just it right now i mean the best directors ever been on the show hands so, down you
2: know thank you mm-hmm uh because it was Would you way- say she does a she does a better job than uh, Carson and Michelle at the time? Yeah, direction. she doesn't like
1: What would you say about Drag you?
2: Yeah, she does better than that.
1: Um Michelle who can't land Michelle who couldn't land the role that was written for her on the on the masterpiece AJ and
2: the Queen. Well, she wasn't directing. I mean, we don't know what she's like behind the camera. True. <laughs> Maybe she directed some AJ and the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle. Did massage. you watch that whole show all the way through? I watched it all the way through. Oh, awesome. wow. And never, it ends on the I cliffhanger. A the sandal with the f- toes hung over?
1: <laughs> Stupid. No, uh, the cops come and take AJ away from
2: RuPaul. The cops? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, are you were you waiting on bated breath for the return of the show, or are you going to sleep peacefully without knowing it? No, I'll be fine
1: uh also <laughs> speaking of aj and the queen um these queens because it's all winners the acting was better than usual Acting was better than usual on these things Um, uh, and then yeah. the thing i didn't like it's a running theme on this season horrible song choices what was our, what super did we just freak. do?
2: Oh, I like Super Freak. No,
1: I like the song. Don't get me wrong. I like the song a lot, actually. I just don't know that it's a, uh, a, a RuPaul's drag race lip sync song.
2: I, I get that. I think that a lot of these songs this season are for RuPaul to lip sync to because they're cutting away a lot to Ru singing along with the song. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, I think Ru was in charge of the catalog this season and was just like, yeah, I like this one. I like this one. I like this one. Yeah. Cause uh, we haven't had a lot. I, usually we lean into like the eighties. there's usually like a bubble of 80s songs in these lip syncs and we're we're kind of getting some kind of b-sides i feel
1: yeah a lot of b-sides it's very very strange
2: uh all right uh after the lip sync
1: jada is lauded for being the first queen with three stars trinity would have would have three stars or should have three stars and jinx hopes to fade into the background the next day rupaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge the queen's will star in the new hit movie, Santa's School for Girls. As last week's winner, Trinity has earned the right to assign the roles. We're going to stop right here. Why not talk long? Because not much that happened. But let's stop here and take stock of what's happened so far. What do you
2: think, Jay Ellis? I just remembered what my third thing was. Oh, what was it? <laughs> I liked when they auditioned for the role. I do love like a on-the-spot audit like a cold read. It's oh, okay. very fun that was my third thing uh yeah so i i want to start with jada having three stars um i think you've said this on the show since i'm an avid listener that jada is coming up like i mean was not the favorite coming into the competition i don't think many people had her on her on the list of who they thought would kind of be doing so good in the competition and if you look Mm -hmm. at her track record she's always in the top she's always performing she's got great looks she's done great on the acting she's done great in every challenge so i i'm happy to see her there but yeah for her to be in the three-star club is very exciting and i think that i mean granted one was given to her but you know that's part of the game that's part of the competition we got some mario party rules going on here so i'm happy that she's there
1: well that's where i was gonna go is don't you think we're gonna get to a point where there's going to be some Mario Party action going on, and there's going to be a bunch of stars up for grabs, just to kind of level the playing field and help them shape the story where the producers may want it to go.
2: I think we're going to have a steal a star moment. I think we're going to have a, a a split between people who have one star there's a chance to double up stars or I, I, they are going to mess with the system as we know it like i we've seen a somewhat fair competition i think we're I, I tend to agree with who the winners are there's some exceptions but i think that they we after buzz we used to call it dick in the soup where the producers get to end up choosing everything that they want to happen and i do think that we're going to have some shenanigans happening later in the season
1: i think the shenanigans happen today i don't agree with the winners from
2: today yeah, I have a alternate for one of the winners, but I was going to save it. I would for... alternate for both of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to when we get to that. Well, what uh, was some of the other opening remarks on the cold open? We had uh, Jada talking about it. We had Evie walking in with the plunger.
1: Yeah, there's not. I'll be honest with you. I watched this twice, and I was pen in hand, ready to go, <laughs> and I was like, and I paid attention the entire time, and. That the one thing when I said there's gonna have to be a situation where they have a bunch of stars up for grabs. I mean, right now is the only note I could think of. A lot of mm-hmm. look here's the deal. I said it once. And I'll say it again. Just because I don't have a lot of comments doesn't mean it wasn't a good episode. I was entertained, okay? Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of entertaining fluff here. There's not really much to analyze
2: you're saying it exactly there's not a lot to analyze i enjoyed the first half of this episode a lot more because it's just the queens in the workroom kicking and working and having yeah. fun and we just get to see them having personality the challenge for me was kind of a flop but it was i don't um, disagree with yeah you. yeah so agree. but i i just enjoyed the i i love this cast so much that i just like seeing them being in the workroom and yeah. talking and doing like them pretending to run from horror villains like i mean that's the kind of stuff where i think it's they they get to shine and show their personality
1: all right let's move on in the workroom, Trinity asks the girls which roles they want and assigns them as follows. Um, the Vivian as headmistress uh, Nugman, Nugman Kelly. Uh, Shay as Noelle, the new girl. Raja as Scrooge. And Jada as Hannah, the mean girls. Evie, Jinx, and Trinity as Mary, Holly, and Joy, the nice girls. Monet as Miss Toe, the art teacher. Vivian uh, plans to go full Joan Crawford. Shay is stuck playing the straight man again. And Trinity apologizes to Jinx for not giving her the role she wanted. Let's stop here and talk about now the workroom part of the whole drama. Let's talk about that casting and whatnot. So what are your big thoughts? So what happens is Trinity gets to choose the roles. Mm -hmm. So she turns and she remembers that Viv picked her first last week and that she's going to return the favor. So the Viv gets to choose her role. She chooses to be Nutmeg Kelly or whatever, right? Then she goes down the line and Jinx says she wants the role of Miss Toe. Now, watching it a second time, I'm not even sure that Monet really wanted Miss Toe. I get the impression I could be misunderstanding the confessional, but that Monet just wanted to stop Jinx from getting the role that she wanted. I could see that as a strategy. Yeah, she says it in a confessional you know or maybe they did want the role but Monet wasn't going to let her have it it could be that and that makes more sense like they mm-hmm. both wanted the same role but Monet was not going to let her have it outright even though she yeah. didn't care that much because Jinx, she didn't want to give Jinx an opportunity to shine and then that's why Trinity Trinity blames uh, the Alliance but why she didn't give the the role to Jinx but I actually think that was a strategy why would you give Jinx the role that she wants but Jay what I- do you think here
2: Well, also, Miss Toe is a character right up Jinx's alley. Like, to play a kind of, I don't know, like, hippie elder. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just seems like something that uh, Jinx would have killed. So I could see the strategy behind it, them saying, like, well, she's not blocked this week, so we need to find a way to block her, essentially, in a different way. Because, say what you will, but Jinx is going to kill the acting challenge majority of the time. So there is a strategy to it, and I think that, even after the audition, I mean, I don't know if it was edited really weird, but Raja goes, oh, this is Jinx for sure. And you're like, okay. But then, and then Trinity goes, Monet, you're her. (laughs) You're like, wait, what? Because if they're really trying to put out a really good product, Jinx should have had the role. But I think I I truly believe what you're saying. I kind of believe this conspiracy that they're just trying to block Jinx and helping not get her a star. But why
1: not be honest about it? Why not say, look, Jinx, I'm not going to give you the role that you want because you're so
2: good. You'll just win. Well, look at this fan base. I mean, you say one wrong thing on TV and you're the villain.
1: But she, but what Trinity is doing is worse. She's saying that she's only not giving it to her because of the alliance.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's bad too. I, I don't know. I, Jinx isn't the type who I think would really hold. Yeah, like an opinion of the other queens to just be like a sourpuss about like not getting the role. So I don't think that they're going to hurt her feelings. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, that I could have been up front.
1: But, but here's the deal. And this is it's weird how we all have these stories that repeat and repeat and repeat themselves. Okay. And in this case, once again, I mean, it's very surface level. But we're seeing again a conspiracy to stop jinx
2: mm-hmm.
1: among the popular girls. It's not as overt as Rolaska Talks, but it's there again. Like, we need to stop Jinx. And it's, I mean, I, I can see because she's a threat, but it comes off. It, it's not like Rolaska Talks because it's not coming off like bullying at all. Yeah. But this does seem to be a repeated, another, a pattern in Jinx's life. And I'm very curious to, to know why that is. Any other thoughts on the workroom? Um,
2: I think I'm good.
1: Think I'm good. You know, I also one thing I didn't mention is such a short comment. I love the I love Raja's work. Like when she enters for the day, looks the next day. She, looks. she had a great.
2: Yeah, I love. I actually a lot of them had really fun outfits, and they they were in like a black and white theme. That was cool. Yeah, they they all Raja is really bringing just fashion into the whole franchise. Yeah.
1: All right, it's time for the maxi challenge recording. The queens are joined by Rue. And Janixa Bravo for the Maxi Challenge recording. Viv breaks from ruse laughing. The nice girls are coached to be more unified in their movement. Monet changes up her voice, and Janixa reminds the girls to hit the jokes. It's runway day, and the girls are preparing their looks. Jinx remains a target. Meanwhile, neither Raja nor Jada have been blocked. Viv and Jada reenact Mommy Dearest, and the girls do their best impressions of slasher film tropes. Let's talk about everything that happened there, J. Ellis.
2: I'm going to go a little out of order. So I do want to talk about Jada making her point about how why, why block her at this point? Like she's pretty much count her in for the finale is yeah. what she's arguing. Mm-hmm. And I would make that same argument for Jinx. Like, look guys, it's probably going to happen at some point that Jinx is in the finale. Just accept it. And then y'all should just be fighting for that, those other two spots. In my head, that's kind of what makes sense is I think that there is some front runners that we're going to see, but Jada makes a good point. Why waste, not waste, but Are you really going to earn four stars at this point in a row, like three weeks in a row to get back up to meet Jada at that spot? So I do understand her strategy in saying, (laughs) leave me out of this. Just, you know, go for the people who have one star and really just try to keep them at the bottom. I think Um,
1: it's a good rhetorical point, but you still want to block the bitch.
2: You do. Well, yes, you want to prove her wrong and say, look, you're not immunity. Like. You're not immunity. You're not immune to this.
1: Well, not only that, but, you know, assuming that they're playing the game, what I mean is that, like, assuming that they have the same information that we have, uh, we only think about this show one day a week for a few minutes. They're constantly thinking about it. So maybe perhaps they're prepared for this star-upalooza that may or may not come. Yeah. And, again, you'd want to prevent her from getting any extra stars, and she seems to be on the rise.
2: I am going to contradict myself right now, also, because they don't know if another two-star day is coming up, or, you know, they don't mm-hmm. know what the tides can turn. So, I guess if they really are afraid of Jada, who has been kind of like Trinity, I think excelling at every challenge. There's not been a weak spot for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think that, yeah, I'm... <laughs> doing a full 180 here i i do see the value in blocking her too even though she did put up a good argument and i still love the this thing that raja thinks that there's still power to the plunger that this bit is going on from week two i guess they do a good don't you think she really believes it she kind of seems like it i mean you know like it, I, I could see them not telling her and maybe mm-hmm. she still believes it
1: yeah all right well I don't know. Uh, maybe she does. I mean, I could see that. I mean, the, the show does do crazy shit.
2: Exactly that. They they haven't had these rules before. So imagine it's like All Stars 2 when we saw the face crack of, you know, the mirror reveal mm-hmm. and stuff. So they just don't know what's coming this season. So I I believe that she could be still kind of in the dark about it. But can we talk a little bit about the the direction that we got from Janiksa? Uh, sure. Such a pleasure to have somebody who can just kind of give direction and Mm -hmm. elevate a scene. I mean, the writing on all of these challenges are just (laughs) breast world atrocious. It's atrocious. (laughs) Yeah. It's just uh we're, we're getting not Emmy, you know, winning performances, but what she's able to bring is, I think she understands comedy and timing and characters. And she Mm -hmm. was able to display her knowledge and how to talk to these actors individually to get them to a better performance than what they brought initially. Mm -hmm. I I think she had adjustments for almost everybody. And I do think that it heightened this again, I'm talking about this, like it's breaking bad, but um, I, I think she was able to heighten the scenes overall. And you talked a little bit about her. Did you, what'd you think about her?
1: I thought it was great. I mean, she, she directed it. Like it was for, she, she approached it the way a director really would approach it. She, she got the girls to give a little bit more and she knew exactly what she wanted and how to articulate it and it wasn't just like do more you know like weird ass very general poor directing things that michelle the thing is too is like someone out there might be like oh well they're just being silly maybe carson i think i get the sense just me reading into things that michelle really sees herself as a genuine like director
2: mhm yeah and it like I takes thought- it yeah
1: like she takes it very seriously, and that she's really teaching these girls something. And I'm like, mm.
2: when really, I do think Michelle excels in the the recording yes. sessions, where she, I think yes. that's her world. She understands that world, so there is a value in that too. Yes. Um, oh, I just had a note about something, and I can't. I, I kind of wish. Okay, if I could structure this challenge differently, that I that I I wish I could do this. I wish that they split the girls into two teams of four and had a whatever the thing was called it's it's based on black christmas right um this mo- like isn't it kind of like black christmas meets mean girls meets i don't know whatever
1: well in black christmas it wasn't a santa claus but yes
2: but like the head and then and but it felt like elements of suspiria oh in yeah yeah and then there's a sorority in black christmas yeah 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 okay yeah so i feel like they were kind of pulling from a couple different things i kind of wish that almost like in season six where we had the horror challenge with the acting that we had two separate teams because some roles could be lifted from the script with no repercussions. Like, you could get rid of Jada in here 100%. You wouldn't mm-hmm. miss her. And that's the same as for Evie, Jinx, and Trinity could have been combined into one character. So it was really mm-hmm. hard to balance all of these characters. I think if we split this into two sections or two different teams, mm-hmm. each person would have been highlighted a little bit better. And I kind of wish that we had gone that direction.
1: Well, what's funny, too, is... uh if you remember, there's a teacher we never see that's killed, and the sketch was so long, yeah, that you were like, "Well, why didn't you just have that as be another character?" You know, which would make a little bit more. I mean, this sketch is way too long. I mean, that, but why am I? I don't want asking the length of it. it makes no sense. I'm making no sense. Um, mommy dearest, did you catch all the mommy dearest quote? I mean, some very obvious ones, but even like uh viv pulls out some looks and whatnot like just the way she moves and she does a look to that are very mommy dearest
2: i feel like even if you haven't seen the movie mommy dearest if you've watched drag race for the past five years they put the same references in every single time so you're going to know it just by osmosis like you know the get the axe in or bring me the axe christine like there's there's so many things that are just there constantly that rude rude loves these same jokes i don't know
1: yeah, for those of you who've never seen Mommy Dearest, that's actually what's making Rue laugh in the, remember when, when Viv is making her laugh is they, cause they don't really shout it out, but she, she's, it's a, it's a take on Mommy Dearest. Cause there's a part of Mommy Dearest where she says, Oh, wait. she Barbara, please.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, which, and that's what, and it's again, that's what Rue is responding to. So, and I know that the overall point of this show is to make RuPaul Charles laugh. So I yeah. think that it succeeds there. But I think that the writing suffers at the hand of that because they're constantly just trying to shoehorn in references that don't really serve the story. <laughs> uh,
1: there's a, there's a, an ADR of RuPaul plugging, basically Paramount plus. You don't see anybody saying it. So they show feet or something like that walking. And then she's like, yeah, we got Paramount plus needs to get on this stuff. You shit. Or something like that. I don't know what she says, but like, I'm like, okay, come
2: on. I didn't catch that at all. Oh yeah. I caught it. I was like,
1: okay. Oh, I mentioned Paramount plus. Yes. Anything else?
2: uh i felt really hard for i felt hard for shay i felt really bad for shay because to play that now and this shows you the power of editing Mm -hmm. because they're not giving these contestants critiques like a normal season Mm -hmm. shay would have been read for not doing a single thing if this was a normal season but because they're only piling on praise Shay. i mean how unfortunate that she was just the straight character to kind of bounce the jokes off of what a boring person to play sometimes. I feel like that's my role on the T. But I did would she? Say.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. Did she choose the, that character though? We didn't really see that.
2: She did. And I think that it was, uh, at this point, you're like, well, I'm not, I don't know if, I, cause I don't know. I'm trying to think back into Shay's catalog of characters that she's done. And she, I know that she did great as Black China in 90210. She was, uh, the Andrea, the older person. So I know that she can do characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but to play just kind of the straight up, straight laced newbie, like, ingenue, I guess. I don't know. It just felt like it was kind of a bummer of a character. Like there was no, she had no jokes. Yeah. Um, so. but
1: I think that's just Shay. I don't think Shay really, I think Shay feels comfortable in that. I don't know. I didn't think Shay was bad though.
2: No, I don't think, I don't think she was bad. She was doing the character. I just felt like she didn't have a single moment. Like if you think back of the whole piece, there's mm-hmm. not a single thing that you could point to that was funny for Shay. And I think yeah. Shay can deliver jokes.
1: Yeah. Oops. I just dropped my pen. Um, any other thoughts on this whole uh, anything on the runway day?
2: Well, I think that I kind of combined that in with Raja talking okay. about the the plunger. We haven't had mirror moments. Have you noticed that we haven't had no. like trauma from people? and no, I don't I, miss it.
1: yeah, no it needs to be everything gonna be light, everything gonna be fun, everything gonna be funny, which is fine. yeah, yeah, like I said. um I will say a la all stars one episode one the the cuts that they made and the edits during the the conversation about blocking people uh was really if you actually go back and look at it pay attention they make no sense oh there's i this, need to what do you, yeah. can you give me an example i have to play i mean there's a semblance this is making no sense if you actually go like there no one's making any sense they're just, they're just making comments mm. uh they sound like they make sense but they, it, we are like i don't know where this thread is they're clearly just clips of i think it's the same conversation i get the sense that perhaps they we having an actual candid conversation about it and maybe elements didn't, the editors didn't want in there. Not necessarily were secrets or anything like that. Maybe you mentioned, mm-hmm. I was talking to producer Becky or something like that. And she said that they had to cut it out and it, it, it seems really choppy. It's really, and I think they were just working with what they had. Okay. They wanted to include it. All right. Jay, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we are going to just talk about the rest of the episode. Yeah! <laughs> yeah we are back jay uh back to talk now we are ready are we already this, this i mean again entertaining episode but not much to it let's talk about the looks immediately we're gonna get into the looks uh category is nitty nitty bang bang mm-hmm Oh, I was like where my where's my list of girls? And I like
2: and yeah. and I liked this runway theme. I I think it was really creative, and a lot of the queens got to showcase their style with like a what's the word like with boundaries, like how yeah. they would do knit, which was really fun mm-hmm. to see.
1: Yeah, and I have my list here. Let's see how well you performed with your judging, so to speak. Okay, we're gonna go through. We're just gonna do Tudor boot. Okay,
2: Tudor boot. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, first one down the line we have is Viv. What are your thoughts here on Viv?
2: Viv had a long white uh, knitted dress that was mm-hmm. very pretty, and had the knitting needles in her hair. This was a toot for me. I loved it.
1: Correct. There was a toot. What uh, plus one for Jay? Even though you're competing against no one, your, yourself with a goal.
2: That's my great. My inner saboteur is my yeah. competition. Next is sorry. Next, we have Shay. Shay, I don't even know how to describe There's a lot of elements going on here. It's, um, you know, like a, I don't know if that's flannel, but like a flannel piece over her with a ball on her head with necklaces, a neck stretcher, bald cap. It was, I liked it a lot. There was a lot of elements to it. This was a toot for me.
1: Correct. It was a toot. Plus two for Jay. Yay. Evie Oddly is next down the runway. We got here for Evie Oddly.
2: Uh, This was an open gown, uh, I guess. I don't, it had like a cape type thing. It was yellow and orange, kind of looked like feathers, but it was all knit and then a headpiece and really cool makeup. Um, I don't know if I would like this on anybody but Evie. So I think that's a compliment. I think for Evie, like this on Evie, it was a tooth for me.
1: That's a very good point. I didn't think about that. I was like, I really like this, but I don't know why. I will say she looked really fucking sexy with, I don't know why, like, a, a bare-chested man doesn't do it for me, but for some reason, it was something about the way she was wearing
2: it that I was like, that's really, really sexy. Sex symbol.
1: Thank you. Yeah. All right, next we have Jinx Monsoon coming down the runway. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, this is kind of what I'm saying is I think Jinx took, took this challenge and made the dress her own. She has a gold knit dress with a boa, kind of. Or I don't know what, the, like a peshmina. I don't really know what the mm-hmm. word would be. It's very Jinx. I think this is a Jinx dress. Um, and this was a toot for me as well. It's very clean and polished. I liked it.
1: All right. Very good. The answer is... All right. So far, plus four. We've matched completely. Now That's we a... have Trinity the top. What do we have here?
2: So Trinity was in a... I think it was like a leopard print, maybe like, I don't know, jumpsuit that was covered in a purple drapey blanket snuggy situation with a... Some kind of animal attached to her. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was. Um, this was, I liked the wig concept a lot. I don't know if it was executed correctly for me. And I don't think this is the best I've seen Trinity. So this one was a, a, a boot, but a soft boot. It, she still looks great, but it wasn't my favorite boot.
1: It was a boot for me as well. Wow. Very, very good. We're, like we're matching. Next yeah. we have Monet Exchange. What do you
2: have there for Monet Exchange, Jane? Uh, this was my favorite. I m- when I think of Monet, fashion isn't like my first thought for her, and I think that she's come so far in this runway. I want that puffer jacket that she had. It was uh, like a matching bottom and puffer jacket with the big bow. I think it was like a houndstooth. She looked so fantastic. I thought everything was right for this. So Monet is my my shoot for the day. Mm. Oh no, we were doing so well. I didn't like his outfit. Yeah All right, Jada <laughs> Essence Hall. Uh, okay, so Jada made a um, a comparison to is it called the big comfy couch or something I forget yeah, what I don't was know what that thing? is though. I, so I had to look it up because when I saw the the main character that she was referencing, it totally makes sense and I know I've seen that character before. I have not seen the show. I think it was after my time. I liked this look for Jada though. I thought the hair was perfect. The like kind of space buns into like an astro, afro puff with the knitting needles in the shoulder. Um, like a long white trailing again, a pashmina. I'm thinking I'm saying that wrong, but I, I liked this overall for Jada. I thought that the red nose too, it kind of made her look like a who mm-hmm. from a uh, Dr. Seuss. I don't know. Overall, I was into this. I liked it. It was a toot.
1: Correct. It was a toot. Very good. JL's finally we have Raja. Raja Gemini is her actual you play Raja now, right? Not
2: Raja Gemini. I, I'm not sure. Um this felt like very uh so Raja is in an all, all gold ensemble. It kind of feels like she could be from Mass Effect, if anybody knows that game franchise. Um I like this. I did not get knit from it, but I think it was like a chainmail mesh thing that I I appreciate what she did. She took it, took the challenge and made it her own and made it fashion. The only thing I don't love is the face thing but oh, i don't know i like everything else about it and she could have fit right in on all stars too when they did the future of drag i think this is really cool so overall i'm gonna give it a, a two she I, I think raj is always great oh yay okay cool.
1: yeah so you only got one wrong that'd be 90 percent if you're taking a test
2: perfect well yeah. not, we not
1: perfect 90 percent. all right and those are the looks all right let's move the lyrics the lyrics all right Oh no, now we gotta talk, now we're on the main stage, blah, blah, blah. Santa's School for Girls, it's time for the premiere of Santa's School for Girls. What were your, what were your thoughts? Let's talk about the sketch here, the final product, we get to see it. Uh, I just have some,
2: yeah, some standouts that I think sure. I can mention. So I do think that, uh, the Vivian really leaned into this character and was having fun with it. I, I think that she, we see this with some like SNL performers where they find a voice or a mannerism that works and they'll apply it to other characters just, you know, you see like the same cadence in their voice and whatever. So I think that she used this a little bit from her trump and from her snatch game. Like there's I think she has jokes or punchlines that kind of work for her. So I think she leaned on that. Mm-hmm. But I think that she took the the lead character and did a great job with it overall. I think she she did great with that role. And Monet Exchange, I thought, was going to be named the winner with alongside the Viv because that character just had more to do. And I think that they were gonna congratulate Monet for having taken on the role and that look was really what i think what they were trying to go for is like the hippie art school teacher and i think monet did a good job with that um this is the this is maybe controversial this is the first time that jinx's acting did not do it for me i didn't really like her character and it came off a little too um try hard i don't know i and i feel bad saying it because jinx is one of my front runners and i i just i just didn't click i didn't connect with jinx in this sketch
1: i thought jinx was hilarious oh interesting Interesting. i thought she and trinity were so funny they were able to take these really tiny roles and make them standouts they're the only two people i really remember monet was fine to be honest with you everybody was fine nobody was really bad yeah uh evie was good I don't think Evie gets enough credit for her acting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually was not as thrilled by the Viv and not as thrilled
2: uh, by Roger. Roger. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said at the top of the show that you'd have two alternates. Did you have two yeah, people Tr- that you would have Trinity rather Trinity and seen? Jinx. Okay.
1: Because A, not only were they good, but they had really tiny roles and they made them important, big, good roles. Now, I have other little quamp. The script is terrible. Why would the Santa Claus killer kill?
2: <laughs> don't you dare uh, look for logic in Santa's little girl's school. Why or would whatever you kill
1: Jinx's called? character? <laughs> wouldn't, you I don't kill, know. wouldn't you kill? Wouldn't you? Joe, I didn't
2: follow this storyline. This is more confusing than the end of Blur Witch. I don't know what was going on.
1: Why didn't, wouldn't you kill the the, the Rasha's character who clearly doesn't believe in Christmas? <laughs> Or kill, the, uh, Shay's character. Shay's character says right out front she doesn't believe in Christmas. And then Jada's character says she doesn't think Santa Claus is real.
2: Okay. I don't know. The, the, I only can go back to the acting. I thought that if, here's the difference. I think that Viv and Jinx were doing camp. If everybody was escalated to that level, they would have, I think they would have been great. I think that everybody was on a different, challenge like we didn't have much from jada we didn't i i agree with you about raja i think that her character was fine i think she was kind of serving nancy from the craft if it, you know for the bulk in that mm-hmm. 90s movie mm-hmm. um i think she was trying to give that and i think that there was aspects of it that were fun i liked the look and everything but i don't know it just it, it, it's like what i said at in the middle of the ep like it's hard to have so many characters in this sketch because mm-hmm. it's not it's not balanced right we don't have enough to base off i wish trinity was given more lines so we could have seen her play dumb more i just don't think that she had enough to to warrant a win
1: yeah i don't think either one of them had enough to warrant a win of mean if i'm being honest yeah i didn't i mean because the well, viv had the biggest role and she didn't fuck it up
2: and so did monet that's what i'm saying is i think that they usually they tend to award i mean with the exception of darian lake where she had a line mm-hmm. but i think that they tend to just reward people who have a lot of lines and can keep consistent you know, energy up. So, I mean, I don't think Shay had a shot to win this one. I don't think that Jada had a shot just based on the roles that they picked.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, this is way too long. These sketches should never be more than three minutes. How long did this clock in at? Oh, I wish I could. Look. Oh, I
2: would, I would think it was probably about 10 minutes. Oh, really? If I had to guess.
1: Let me look. I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to look. Well, I'll, I'll go to Paramount Plus and let's see here. Let's go to this.
2: They have to learn from... This is the SNL problem, too. Where some, and I mean, I, I've, I've written sketches where it's hard to find an end point, but, man, this, this could have been broken up into three acts. It was so long.
1: Yeah, it really... They should have even had a commercial break in there,
2: you know? Okay. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't, but, yeah. It, it, I, I'm going to call 10 minutes.
1: Okay, let me go back. Let me go to 33 here. Oh, no, it's longer than 10. Hold on. Oh, boy. It looks like it might be no it's just at 10 minutes you're right it's just at 10 minutes
2: but i the difference is i felt the time like there is just it's it's a it's a long 10 because i think that the snatch game this season clocked in at around 20 minutes and i that that was a breeze Mm -hmm. this one i was just like where are the jokes (laughs) it looks like it might be 11 minutes Okay, do you think that this – now, I know that we would have lost uh, our director, but do you think that this would have improved if the girls were allowed to improv? Like a Curb Your Enthusiasm style, here's the basic thing of the scene, now improv around it?
1: Yeah, I don't know why they don't let the girls do that. I think it would be better, yes. Because they'd probably get in and out faster. This guy – I I know there's a guy, he's like one of the head writers, if not the head writer at RuPaul's Drag Race. And he loves to write these things, and that's his thing. It's his baby is writing these things. And I think because he is the boss, he n- there's no editing of these. He'll write an 11-minute sketch, and all jokes are in, and all stupid puns and everything like that, and he just thinks they're so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe perhaps they get in and out of the scenes faster.
2: Do you know if he has Union? I don't know what his story is. Yeah, I'm curious about this, if they're running non-union or if they're SAG, because I'm wondering if they could actually bring in a team of writers to... This show has gotten bigger now that I think that they need to expand their roster of who they're including in with the crew, just to kind of freshen up the the takes and the references and the the challenges.
1: I don't think you're wrong, but do you realize who the production company of the show is?
2: (laughs) Do I even watch the show, Tamar?
1: I know, like World of Wonder.
2: They're fucking so cheap it's not even funny they spend a penny and they get back a hundred dollars yeah it is yeah i know i but that's what i'm saying is like they have the money to put towards the stuff that i wish that we would see the money you know I, i'm happy that we have great rue gowns and looks and makeup mm-hmm. and wigs and stuff but i would love to see the production of the sketches particularly go up i think it'd be really fun to see a well-written sketch yeah
1: any other thoughts on this uh on the santa school for girls
2: um, I do want to agree with you. I think that Evie went unnoticed, unrecognized for her work. She she did a good job acting, and this is, you know, a, a, it was a good showing for her. But uh, other than that, I think I said what I needed to say.
1: All right. On the main stage, RuPaul names Raja and the Vivian the top two all-stars of the week and gives both a legendary legend star before making them battle it out and lip sync battle for their i don't know this what's going on here the song super freak by rick james after the lip sync ronja is named the winner and uses the platinum plunger to block jada essence hall jay ellis any final thoughts on the episode any thoughts on the lip sync any thoughts on the song all final thoughts including the lip sync
2: um a little peek into my mm-hmm. childhood i got a cd from my aunt which we were talking about on the t another mm-hmm. podcast if you're a patreon listener you know uh Where I got an album called Totally the 80s and Super Freak was on it right after a song called Let's Hear It for the Boy by Denise Mm -hmm. something. And I used to love Let's Hear It for the Boy so much that because Super Freak was the song that followed up right after, I know every word to Super Freak. I loved Super Freak by the end of the (laughs) end of my 10 year old life. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I love this song. I don't know how we get around this problem, but I'm so sick of seeing air instruments on the main stage during oh, a lip God. sync nobody's no going good. to do it right and it, it doesn't work for me i wish that they would cut that for the bridge i wish mm-hmm. that they would just sub it out for something i i haven't seen it successful successfully done in a very long time i think there's got to be a way to get rid of those solos that which we have. is
1: funny because they chopped the fuck out of the song i mean the song they is did. so chopped up if they can't even hide it
2: yeah um as far as i think and you know raja winning i agree with that i think that Vivian was kind of throwing stunts into the air and that's always kind of the act of desperation. I thought Raja did minimal. Raja is 80s. I think that Raja is going to dominate an 80s song. So I was happy mm-hmm. that she took the win. Mm-hmm. So, um, overall I like the song. The performances were, were pretty good. I don't know if I'll go back. I always judge it if I'll go back to watch the lip sync in this one. I haven't yet, but mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe in the future I'll want to see, you know, Raja performing again. And I like the glee that was in her face when she was announced the winner. I, I, I'm just happy to see Raja back on my screen. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? Um I think that <laughs> my notes, which is like ten little dots. Uh I think that's all my my thoughts. Did you have any on the the no. lip sync
1: or anything? I, no, not a good lip sync. I don't like it. I not like the song, I don't like the lip sync. But I don't, I'm not blaming them. Well Roger's not known as a lip syncer. Um but I, it's weird song choices. Like how are you and drag and lip syncing into that song? I don't know. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Season 7. So for Jay Ellis and myself, Sashay
0: Away. Until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash Media or email us at recap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books and the other is called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Finally, follow Joe Bettens on Instagram at Joe Bettens. Special thanks to our expensive tier Patreon supporters: Agnes Yeshopin Skå, Alex S, April Pacheco, Abtu Sky, Brad Coley, Karina Williamson, Dave O, Deckhead, Elizabeth Timmer. Emma E. Smith Boastful Cake J. Thomas Plank Jesse Harris Anonymous Lauren Eckert Dufus Maximus Lucy Carrasco Luke Stammon Mercedes Muller Nicholas Springham Nikki Baker Poppy Woods Ricardo Herrera Robert NYC Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travis Newland, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an afterthought media podcast.